Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ringside Rant and welcome to Ranters Nation. I have the honor of sitting down with a guy that I've had on before, a wealth of knowledge, have you, of uh, wrestling, belts, and of course, chicken, of course. He is the Bojangles champion himself, Mr. J.Z. Flair. How you doing today, man? I am doing good, brother, and I appreciate you as always having me on. I appreciate your show. I appreciate your followers, and I appreciate your fans just as much as I appreciate my own, man. And thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on. Anytime, man. You know, it was a pleasure to finally actually meet you in person at StarCast. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, and, and man, me and my wife were talking about it this morning because I was telling her I was doing a show with you, and she was like, "Dude, he is so nice. He was a genuinely nice person." And I can say the same thing. Uh, people don't realize, you know, that you talk to somebody so much online on Twitter, yeah. you don't realize how somebody is in person because you can't get a real feel for them. Yeah. And there's people I, I have talked to for years online, didn't meet them in person. And I'm like, okay, I wish I'd have never met them, <laughs> but, but it is the complete opposite of you. You, you impressed a lot of people at Starcast. I had people come to me and you know, they didn't come to me to talk about you directly, but you would come up in conversation and they were very mm-hmm. pleased mm-hmm. with how professional you were. They were very pleased with how outgoing you were. You, you really put a very good spin on yourself at Starcast, man. You did yourself a whole bunch of favors. And, I, and I'll tell you this. I don't want to keep rolling on on how great you are. I'll, I'll take it, though. <laughs> but, but RJ, man, you handled yourself so well. You know, you took advantage of a great situation. Yeah. You, you volunteered. You didn't ask for anything. And then once everything was over – That's when you started handing out your business cards. You didn't hand them out during the event. You didn't hand them out before the event. You got your work out there. You got your name out there. And then, then once everything was over, then you started putting yourself over, dude. And you had acted so professionally. It's amazing, man. You did a damn good job. And trust me, man, you made a very positive impact for yourself. And and people, people should act like you more often and i can't believe i'm saying that i cannot believe <laughs> well i, pre- I, just, well, I appreciate like, that it really it, oh absolutely you know, absolutely and, and like i said before it really means a lot coming from you and me and even with chelsea too just meeting you guys physically for the first time and uh you know i it, it's one of those things where you know you got basically you and uh canadian travis himself who i came down with and uh you know, he got me to get there and I'm like, you know, I got the time, you know, I got the money saved, whatever, got down there and, you know, meet, meeting everybody like yourself. And, um, you know, I see Jeff Jewett again, all those guys see Conrad in person again. Um, you know, and you know, I, you know, concentrated on, you know, helping out first. I'm like, I'm not going down here just for me. You know what I mean? I'm here to get Starcast over, help out. And then, you know, like you said, just hand these out and, you know, I probably got rid of a good probably 25 or so cards and, you know, get it out there and, you know, try to try to get over my man. Try to do this for good. You know, I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, getting up at uh, 430 in the morning just kind of gets old after a while after you do it for so many years. But um, what you talking about, brother? <laughs> you know, I don't have to tell you that. <laughs> Dude, you, you know, I can't fade what I do, man, for, for good reason. Yeah, but brother. 
let me tell you something, man. I just put in twenty and a half, twenty and a half hours mm-hmm. in one day, brother. I got up at I got up at four thirty, started my work schedule at five thirty, and didn't get home till till about two thirty, man. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that shit's for the dogs, brother. Yeah. No, it's just it's in you know uh, I'll keep it as kayfabe as possible, but you know it's and I told you before, man. It's just obviously what your line of work. You guys don't get paid nearly enough for, you know, for what you guys do, and you know, it's just well outstanding. And, and, and RJ, I'll tell you like this, man. Camille, who you know is the the best woman in wrestling right now mm-hmm. no doubts no questions about it don't at me don't dm me don't snap me don't text me she is the hottest thing in wrestling right now bar none put it good she said straight up you don't have to worry about money she is happy where she's at brother mm-hmm. and they are, and i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make this tweet before long and i know you're gonna retweet it but if everything that you do is for monetary gain then you are straight fouling up you mm-hmm. are screwing up because dude there is so much so many more rewards out there that aren't money that aren't fame that aren't gold that it, it's people need to realize that if you're doing something for that, then you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the wrong reasons. I, I fouled that up myself. But that you need to be doing things because, A, you love them. B, it betters the lives of other people. And C, it puts a smile on your face. When you do something, what you're going to gain should be the last thought in your mind. Mm-hmm. No, and I'll I'll agree with you 110% on that because, you know, she hasn't said one word in NWA, and she's more over now than she ever has been. Um, And, you know, that goes to show you her, you know, her work ethic, man, you know, and, you know, being, you know, she's hot, man, you know, physically, and she can work. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't need to tell you that. (laughs) Nah, and 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 I hate to keep going back to Camille, but man, I, I am all about some NWA power right mm-hmm. now, brother. I'm all about NWA. It is it is it is my jam right now, and that's a uh, it, Camille is a local person from where I'm at, mm-hmm. and to see her get so over makes me so happy. Not only for her, but but you know, from my hometown, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I know exactly what you mean. And I've, I've, you know, when they first got started, you know, being, you know, being up here in the Northeast, you know, it's always been, as you know, it's been that stronghold for WWE and even impact, man, because it's being out of Canada with them. But I've told a lot of people, whether it's, I've been on their shows or they've asked me online or whatever. I said, man, you guys better watch out for the NWA because, you know, it's, you know, old school beats new school. You know, they still have that old school feel with the studio uh, broadcast. You know, you got Jim Cornette, whether you like him or you don't. You know, he brings people oh, in. Ho, 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 ho. Stop. Uh-oh. Stop Jim the presses. Cornette, <laughs> Jim Cornette, in my opinion, is an asshole. Okay? He is. But, 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 he is good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, I have a hard hard time sometimes overlooking stuff people do, but I I, I kind of separate him from what he posts online and how he treats people online mm-hmm. and what he does professionally. Professionally, he knows how to conduct himself. Mm-hmm. 
a hundred percent knows how to conduct himself. It's it's everything he does outside of there that I have an issue with. Mm-hmm. And me and you talked about this before the show started. It's one of those things of, um, you know, I don't have to agree with you to mm-hmm. like you. And in my opinion, that's Jim Cornette's biggest fault is, is he's like, oh, well, I don't like what you do, so I don't like you. And it's, it, life doesn't work that way, brother. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to like everything that I do. I'm not going to like everything you do, but that doesn't mean we can't get along. Right. There, are, there are so many friendships that you miss out on because you have a problem with what you deem as somebody's flaws. And that just is not a way to live your life. And I, I, I tell people all the time, me and my wife, we argue. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife, we fight from times to time. But it doesn't mean I don't love her. Right. And if she gives me the loving that she gives me, and I don't talk, I'm talking about, you know what kind of loving I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about that married love. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that goes on at night. And nobody else gives me that. And if that means me and her can't get along sometimes, then why do you think anybody else should give a, get along sometimes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, and Jim does a good job on NWA Power, but sometimes he posts shit online. I just want to strangle him. Yeah. No, no, I get, no, I get it, and that's, you know, I, I tell a lot of people that just, they just don't get it. I'm like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, the guy that you see on NWA Power every Tuesday at 6.05 and a guy every time outside that 6.05 to 7 o'clock time frame when he's online, whether he's on his own show, and, you know, he has, you know, everybody has a right to their opinion, I, I'll give him that, but you have to be able to take that constructive criticism criticism whatever you want to call it back and actually make a decent argument for it and i think he just goes off off the handle so often and so easily that it's just like oh i'll get my lawyer involved i'm like huh must be nice you know they have a lawyer right there at speed dial or something and what what problems have and i've seen it my whole life man but there are some things that lawyers and courts just don't need to be involved in if you're not man enough to handle your own issues where you can't talk them out, then that, then you've got issues yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, we were, actually, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of ours that you know, uh, Chris Rucker from Boots to the Face podcast. Oh, and oh my God, I love Chris Rucker. Are you kidding he me? He is, <laughs> you, know, you know, everything that he and his wife has been through in this past year I ask him every time I talk to him, I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it, but you guys, you know, should be, like, considered for sainthood or something because everything they went through with Trey and everything, and I'm like, but, like I said, that's beside the point, but him and I went back at it. He said, he put out a tweet, and I, you know, he's like, okay, I wanted you to book an eight-man or eight-team tag team tournament. I said, okay. I looked at the teams. I said, you're missing one. He said, who's that? I said, the Young Bucks. I'm like, take the Usos out of it, put the Young Bucks in. And, of course, he comes back and says, oh, you you misspelled the Young Bucks. And I'm like, I didn't have to ask. I knew exactly what he was going at. But I'm like, you know, (laughs) at least with that, you know, when you discuss wrestling, at least you can go, you have back and forth. You know what I mean? With, you know, everything else that's been going on in, you know, the wrestling world, it's just like everybody wants would rather crap on you or piss on you before, you know, before anything else, before you get your opinion out. 
That's right. And, all right. So I don't like the sh- I don't like the stick that Orange Cassidy and I don't like the stick that uh, uh, I can't believe I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Joey Ryan. Yeah. I don't like the stick he does, but it's it's one of those things of guess what? I haven't watched any wrestling show in my entire life and liked every single right. thing. Right. Just ain't. Yeah. You know what? And guess what? I, there's not a TV show out there that I've watched where I liked every single thing. Yeah. There's not a movie out there that I didn't like every single thing. There are championship belts that I own that I don't like every single thing about. You're, you're going to have flaws in everything. You're going to have stuff in everything in your life that you don't like. And I'm not – I refuse to allow – one thing to keep me from enjoying a total product. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess what? Bojangles makes food that I don't like, but it doesn't stop me from eating there. Yeah. Imagine imagine me, the Bojangles champion, not going to Bojangles because I don't like their fried okra. Now, they don't sell fried okra because there's nothing on their menu I don't like, but just imagine that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous to shut yourself out from an entire product because there's one aspect you don't like. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of people don't watch NWA Power because they don't like Jim Cornette, and it, it boggles my mind because it's just he's a minor cog, you know, in the whole production mm-hmm. of that product, and it's a great product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like some of it, of AEW's wrestlers, mm-hmm. but guess what? They put out a stellar product, so therefore I watch it. I'm just not going to cheer for some of their people. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fact of life. There is a, nothing on this earth that you're going to like a hundred percent of its total product. Mm-hmm. And if you are saying that, you're a f- can I cuss? Sure can. Fuck it. I'm going to fucking cuss. You're a fucking liar. Okay. This goes. <laughs> let's go back to my wife. I don't fucking like everything about her. I don't, but I love her and I cherish her and it's the damn truth of I'm going to take the 99% of stuff I do like and just ignore the 1% I don't like. And why wrestling fans have a hard time with that, I don't know. And I know it doesn't stick straight to wrestling because there's people that bitch about everything they love, but you can't let 1% of the things you don't like affect the 99% of things you do like. Mm-hmm. No, it, it goes to show, I'll give you a perfect example. It's one of those things where, you know, being at StarCast, my first StarCast, you've been at a bunch, you know, going to, you know, staying in a hotel, a lot of the, the same hotel that a lot of the boys and the gals stay at. And, you know, I was telling, my wife doesn't get it because she's not into wrestling, but, you know, I told him, like, man, it was so great. You know, you go in the, you go in the, um, the elevator, you come down, I get in the elevator and with, you know, the aforementioned Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. And, you know, just shooting the shit with them. They're not in character. He's not in character by any means. But, you know, at the end of the day, and I compare this to everybody, is, you know, whether you like NWA, whether you like WWE or, um, NW, or uh, Impact or um, AEW or whatever, we're all wrestling fans at the end of the day. Like what you like. You know, you get that experience of talking to these guys. You know, I'm sitting there and working a table. I'm shooting shit with Blue Meanie or, you know, Chuck Taylor or, you know, Taz. 
I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I'm trying not to mark out as much as I can because, you know, I grew up watching Taz here in Buffalo wrestling guys like Bam Bam Bigelow and Mike Awesome and, you know, tearing the house down. But, you know, I, I usually, whenever I see that, I just take a step back, put the phone down, you know, go, you know, go into the bathroom or something, scream into a uh, towel and, you know, call it a day because people pissed you off. That's right. That's right. And, dude, I'm sorry, but if you don't ever get upset or mad about anything, you're lying to yourself, man. Right. And and the, this year, 2019, has taught me to be happy, to be thankful for the good things in my life. Even when things were – and, dude, I ha, I've had probably the roughest year, probably – my life this year and i'm so thankful that things turned out the way they did Mm -hmm. and it taught me to be positive and to be thankful for everything that i do have Mm -hmm. man and it's it's one of those things to where if you always focus on the things you don't like it's going to bring you down Mm. absolutely bring you down and people need to get a grip on that shit Mm mm-hmm yeah, you know, and you know, just by going back and forth like we do, you know, on a semi-daily, daily basis that we do, you know, just you know, bounce off of each other, and it's just like, I don't think, you know, outside of a few other people, I don't think I've met a more positive person than yourself because all the shit that you go through, whether it be your shoot job, your family stuff, whatever, you know, all the ducks thankfully have lined up in a row. Everything's worked out for the best. And, uh, you know, and like, like I told you at Starcast, I'm just happy that, you know, families, things are, you know, going, going the way they should, going correctly. Everybody's happy. Um, you know, you got that roof over your parents' house. And, you know, it's, you know, good things happen. Good things do happen to good people, you know. Not oh, to, I, absolutely. You know, you, absolutely. you you spent putting me over a little bit. Now I got to spend a little bit of time putting you over. So, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got, brother, you ain't got to worry about that. I'll get myself over. <laughs> no, so. no, no doubt about that. For, for everybody that doesn't know you, you know, you better get used to that. <laughs> and man, I try. I walk a fine line between being, uh, let's see, being uh, happy with myself and being overly cocky. But it's a very damn fine line, man. Oh, yeah. But, man, it's – life has taught me so much this year. January this year, me and my wife talked, and we talked about how this was going to be our year. This was going to be the year that we make it. Mm-hmm. This was going to be the year that we, you know, we just get over, our, over as far as, you know, financially that we make so much money doing our side hustles that we you know i was going to be on tv that i was going to be on commercials and here we are in november here we are almost thanksgiving time man and i i could give a shit less about all that stuff i am so thankful for the lessons i learned this year i am so thankful for everything that i'm leaving this year with you know i I almost lost my mother. Mm-hmm. I almost lost my father. And, I, dude, there, I almost lost my fucking dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it taught me, hey, guess what? You're not going to be everything that you think you're going to be, 
but you're already so much and you need to be thankful for that you need to be thankful for the opportunities that you already have and make the most of them and that's where all this positive influence has come from a, a good friend of mine who whose name is anthony he's on twitter at official turbo mm-hmm. when i started twitter i started and, you know, I was an asshole. I'm not going to lie. I said things I shouldn't have said to people, and people would come after me, and I would talk trash back. And I don't mind talking trash, but mm-hmm. he told me, he's like, dude, you're not going to get anywhere that way. You, you got to be positive. You got to look at the silver linings of everything. And and that's a, a lesson that I took to heart that I started twisting around, and that's what really got me to where I'm at now is because I don't feed into that bull jive. I push the positivity. I push the platinum linings of everything that happens in your life, man, because there is so much that could be wrong. I mean, this is a time of year right now that I could be burying my mother, and, and she's alive and well. Mm-hmm. And it. it you have to stay positive because that negativity will drag you down and it doesn't pull you down by yourself. You end up pulling everybody down around you and you can't get nowhere like that, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I've, you know, I've talked a lot with, with turbo, you know, on and off. I try to talk to him, you know, whether it be online or over the text or whatever, you know, just to get, because he's another guy, as you know, he's a wealth of knowledge. You know, he knows, you know, how to do, you know, get over. He knows how to get this started or that started or whatever. And even if you just need to pick me up, you know, he's there. It's like, fuck, man, you know, it's, you know, it, between yourself and him, you know, it's this past probably six months. It's just like, it's one of those things you learn. If you worry about everybody else and you worry about the past and you worry about the future, you you don't, you know, you can't, you know, uh, worry, you can't really enjoy the, the present. Um, and it's just, you got to spread that positivity throughout wherever it, wherever it may be. Absolutely, man. And I know you've seen the tweets and a lot of people have seen the tweets. There has been dark times in my life mm-hmm. and I, you know, I feel like I didn't have anybody to go to and, Thank, thankfully, thankfully, I have a job where I was able to get some help, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to spread that help that I got to other people. And anything that I discuss with somebody is stuff that I'm going to keep to myself. You, you know, you can't help somebody if you're spreading their news around everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you've got to be that positive change. If you don't like the way things are in your life, then you got to work your way to make them the way you want them to be. Because life ain't going to change itself just for you. You've got to make that change. You've got to mold your life into what you want it to be. And, I, and dude, that's what, that's what I've been doing. I see things I don't like, so guess what? I either ignore them or change them. Mm-hmm. And if I can't change them, I ignore them. And if I can't change them, I do everything I can to change them. And, and guess what? If I can't, fuck it. <laughs> I ain't going to let it hold me down. Yeah. Well, you know, and then you can't dwell on that. You know what I mean? You got to kind of just yeah. take it in, get your thoughts out there, and then go on, move on. And, Absolutely. You know, and that's one of the reasons, you know, you know, I, I don't want to say took the chance, but going to, like, for example, StarCast, getting to meet everybody officially, see it, like I said, seeing Rotten Crotch again, seeing Jewett again, <laughs> seeing a lot of How many times, how many times, and, and be honest with me, RJ, how many times have I told you to bring your ass to a lot, a lot. So you could do exactly. <laughs> a lot, a lot. I've told you time and time again, 
and this is how you grow. Yeah. This is how you get your name out there. Every time I leave one of these events, I always leave with a bunch of new followers because I people have enough bad in their life. They have enough horrible shit going on. They need to see some positivity. So these, this is the good thing about shows like yours, mm-hmm. shows like Conrad's, and, and things like WrestleCade and Starcade is it's an escape. Is an escape to get away from so much other bad stuff in this life. And, you know, you took that opportunity, and people don't realize that that's what these conventions are about. Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity to meet people that you never thought you would be able to meet. And, yeah, sometimes it costs a lot of money, but it's also awfully rewarding to be able to go out and say, hey, guess who I was with today? Mm -hmm. Somebody I had seen wrestle since the 80s, like Lex Luger, Mm -hmm. or or Magnum TA, who I was with. Or how about I spent my day, not not the whole day, but I spent like 30 minutes wrapping the Yeti up (laughs) in Charmin toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I, I did the same thing. Oh, I didn't do that, but, you know, I met him and sat down. I, I Seriously, you sit down and talk to, you know, the Yeti, Ron Reese, whatever you want to call him, and just a genuinely nice guy. And, you know, and he just he just loves life, you know? And it's just like, okay, how can, you know, you see the guy as the Yeti coming out, and as bad as that was, you know, he, you know, made it work, I guess you could say. But, um but yeah, it just it, it just boggled my mind how close you were, you know, getting to, you know, shooting the shit like I said with the blue meanie, with Taz, mm-hmm. with you know, best friends, or even I even went up and I'm like, I, I wasn't gonna do it, but I'm like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I went up and talked to um, uh, Robert Gibson from the Rock and Roll Express, and I said, hey, I just want to come up to you and thank you. I appreciate everything that you, you've done in the, your careers. You know, I grew up, my, my father and my grandfather, you know, had me, wa- had me watch you guys back in the, uh, you know, the, in the eighties. Really? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are doing great. You know, I just wanted to and hand, hand, handed him my business card. I said, Hey, if you ever get a chance, you know, love to have you on or love to have you listen to the show. And he's like, oh, all right, put it in his pocket and went on from there. <laughs> And then I had to go check my drawers to make sure I didn't piss myself. So, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's just I, I, you know, being the first one that I've went to, you've went to, you've went to all of them, right? Or just no, I, I, I missed Starcast three. Okay, but I've been to all the other ones, yes, yeah. sir. So, do you think you know Starcast would have been what it is today at the beginning? No, I didn't. I did not imagine. So, I, like I said, I was at Starcast One, and the way that Starcast Two was, I was, you know, I was kind of shocked. You know, we were the team was getting their things together, and when Starcast Three rolled around, it, it flowed like well, there were no issues, there were no problems. Everybody seemed to be able to know their place and was pushing it to that final goal of making sure the fans had a good time. And StarCast 4 even proved that better. You know, we ran around at StarCast 1 like damn chickens with our head cut off. We didn't know exactly 100% what to do. We didn't know how everything was going to flow. But Conrad has got that stuff knocked down. Mm -hmm. The inner circle, 
the the group that he talks about uh, constantly on on his podcast. We have come together. We have figured out the best way to handle things, and he has got a hell of a team. And I'm a very 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 minor part of that team because I, I mean I, I can't. I can't offer everything that these other talented guys do, like Chris McDonald, like Michael Dawkins. You know, he he has got a team. Dave Silva, Super Dave. I mean, there's a whole slew of people in this group chat that are his inner circle that make events like this possible, that make these events successful. And they're only going to get better. They're only going to get bigger. They're only going to get greater. And and. Conrad learned from his mistakes. He's going to see. He saw the issues with number one, and he eliminated them in number two. Mm-hmm. He saw the issues with number two and eliminated them from number three. He saw the and he learned from number four. Now, in my opinion, I think number three was better than number four, and I wasn't there. And I'm just going back on feedback and everything. But that's because number four was its own situation, and I can't go into a bunch of detail about it. But it was a different situation than the other one. It wasn't one that was able to be planned as much as one and three. Mm-hmm. But they're only going to get better, dude. Mm-hmm. They're only going to grow. As long as AEW is growing, StarCast is going to grow as well. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is if something happens to AEW and AEW for some reason plummets, Conrad has enough intelligence and enough connections and enough business savvy to where he will attach it to something else, and it's only going to grow. As long as Conrad wants to do a StarCast, StarCast is going to grow, and it's probably, probably, it ain't going to be probably, it's going to be the best wrestling convention you can go to. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm honored to be a part of it. From And what people don't realize is this is from an idea that spun off a year ago. Or not Excuse me, not a year ago. Uh, probably a year before the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to, to – and I, this sounds overly cocky and it sounds overly arrogant. But I, I equate it to how the first WrestleMania was, mm-hmm. was – Imagine, imagine you, RJ, or me, being able to say, "Hey, I was there when Vince McMahon first spun off the idea of WrestleMania." Mm-hmm. Because, in my opinion, Starcast is the best wrestling convention there is, mm-hmm. the best. And I think everybody else is going to start pushing themselves to be more like Starcast, just like how a lot of people are pushing themselves to be more like Conrad's podcasts. Yeah. And the thing is, though, too, you know, you try to, and, I, and I've gotten some feedback from people that saw me working there from other podcasts or other people who were just there and said, hey, this, you know, this didn't go this way, or I, I wish it would have went that way. I said, oh, okay, well, thank you. I'll pass it along to whomever, and we'll go from there. But it's, you know, you try to be, you know, try to be do stuff like a StarCast or like Conrad's podcast, but... At the end of the day, you kind of got to put your own little, you know, twist on it, you know. And, you know, I think the closest one to StarCast is a, some uh, uh, convention down by you guys is uh, Russellcade coming up uh, at the end of the month. Oh, and, 100%, dude. And it's, but it's different, though. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it concentrates more on, you know, that old school, you know, NWA wrestling, Mid South, you know, you know, kind of wrestling, but you know, tried to still get that, you know, some of that current stuff there too. So, um, 
but yeah, it's just, you got to get, you know, you try to do it, but it's like at the same time, you kind of have to step back and say, okay, well, I got to put my own little twist on it kind of thing. And, and that's what a lot of people are going to do is they're going to take, you know, the standard that the top dog makes and they're going to add their own twist to it. And WrestleCade and is one of my favorite events to go to. And I, I've been to several wrestling conventions. Mm-hmm. Now, wrestle. Because that's at the that's at the, that's after Thanksgiving. So we the Saturday after Thanksgiving, right? That's correct. Okay. It's going to be uh, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Thanksgiving. But what people don't realize is is that's not a profit event. That's not for profit. They take all the money that they make. And they turn it over to, I think, Toys for Tots. And I can't remember the exact uh, organization that they give the money to, but it's not for money. Yeah. Nobody makes a, nobody, the only people that make a dollar from that event are the talent, the people that get paid to be there. Everything else is turned over and given to a charity organization. Mm-hmm. Which is, which it is, is similar, it is a, similar to Starcast a little bit then. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a great event for a great cause and they do everything they can to make sure everybody has a good time. Mm. And, uh, Tracy Myers, who, who, who hosts the event was going to stop it after, uh, I think number three or number four, mm-hmm. it might've been five. I can't remember, but, but there was a final wrestle He was done. He wasn't going to do anymore. But so many people started complaining and raising hell. He was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to have to bring another one back." And, <laughs> and it only gets better. Dude, it only gets better every year. And he's doing the same thing Conrad is. He learns from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's so many people in that convention that you can't walk some for you know for a little while. So last year they they got a bigger space to have more room, and it was still jam packed. It was it, it gets bigger every year. And that's how you know you're doing something. When you grow from time after time after time, you know you're putting in good work. Yeah. The, the, mo- the more important question is how many suits you're going to be bringing to start or to uh, start or Starcade <laughs> and, uh, uh, down there. Because obviously, because I asked you before when you were coming up to Starcast before you guys came up on Friday, I said, dude, how many suits are you bringing? He's like, say you're coming overnight. I'm like, well, he's like, he's like, how many should I? I'm like, just bring two, man. You don't need that much. And then I thought about it. I'm like, dude, he's going to bring like five or six or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought four because I didn't know what I was going to be doing when I got there. So I brought my USA suit just in case I was with Sting and I wanted to make sure I looked the part for him. Um, and then I brought my StarCast suit because obviously I'm working StarCast. And then I brought two other suits just in case I wanted to go out and party one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, for WrestleCade, WrestleCade, I'm probably actually going to rock my Bojangles suit during the event. And, you know, typically Saturday, I spend working with the top row belts people. Randy and his team always delivering the best damn belts on the market, always delivering me some some awesome belts for my wife to take pictures with, mm-hmm. helping me grow my helping me grow my brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probably rock my Bojangles suit, my Bojangles belt, just because I, I think that's my loudest suit and it's one that's going to get the most attention in North Carolina. Uh, um, probably keep the I might rock my flamingo suit with my pink shoes uh, Friday night. 
because Friday typically tends to be the day where I'm going to hang out with everybody and have a good time with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly get involved with the festivities and everything that's going on. Saturday I dedicate to the uh, to the whole deal with WrestleCade, the event, the Super Show after, which is always an amazing wrestling show. And then Sunday, of course, I'm probably going to pack up and leave and come back home with uh, – I actually have uh, the one of the best damn men, my, Ar- my Arn Anderson – Hoop will be with me and his brother. They're going to come stay with me that weekend. It's going to be a, it's going to be a busy weekend, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Hoop Zev, I, he's another one that I met uh, down at uh, at Starcast too. Another great guy. You know, generally, not, you can't really say a lot about that. Too many people of generally nice guys, and he's one of them. Oh, absolutely. Hoop is a damn good guy. Are you kidding me? I can't say enough good things about that son of a bitch. Oh yeah, and, and his and his brother does uh, the graphics for the sh- my show too. I know he did for oh. years. Oh, absolutely, dude. His brother is also a very talented photographer. Yeah. Who I'm going to be using his using his talent when it comes around time for him to be here. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll kayfabe the uh, naked pictures, eh? And. You know, <laughs> for whatever for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I was thinking, you know, getting one of those little the sculptures out in your front yard or something, with yourself being the thinker or something, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> that 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 there, there's a shirt idea for you right there. You can have yourself as the thinker. Well, I'm gonna tell you straight up, you talking about stuff like that. If nudes were to leak. From my Twitter, it would not want to. People would not want to see mine. I can promise you that. I know exactly who they'd want to see. Well, well, but see the thing is though, it's like yes. people, people come to you, they're like, hey, uh, you know, you know, you got Jay Z Flair, Mike. I think he's the, you know, every like, oh, he's the breadwinner in the house. He's got the suits. He's got this. He's got that. I'm like, have you seen his wife? Have you seen? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he's. You're like the. T- she is your. You are Tom Brady to her Giselle. Oh Jesus Christ! I am. I am. Uh, she is my say what a Mark Merrow brother. <laughs> that, that, that too. And I think we. I think that was along the same lines. I think we're saying the same thing. But. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, don't, I don't know football. You have to forgive me. Okay. Well. Okay. She is your sable to your Mark Merrow. There. We'll go. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody listening out like, what the shit what the fuck are they talking about man we'll, we'll figure out google it <laughs> but uh so you know for those you know that don't know you first of all shame on you second of all you know they know you're the bojangles champion you know you had your birthday party chelsea did your had your birthday party down there at the local bojangles um 100 you know and I and I told you this personally. I said if if I have to tweet out that you should be the face of Bojangles, get yourself on commercials, then I'll do that every day. But you know, what is you know what's new with the Bojangles? I'll just put it out there like that. What has you know you know between yourself and them? Hmm. Well, sadly, I pitched him some ideas that me and Hoop worked on together. Um, Conrad actually gave me an idea. Me and him discussed it at Charlotte when I went to uh, T-Mark Gatherings event in Charlotte in August. Mm-hmm. So me and Hoop got together. He, I, I pitched him, but Conrad pitched me that I actually tweaked a little bit. I sent it to Hoop. Me and Hoop worked on it together. 
I sent it to Charlotte, to the local, or not local, excuse me, their corporate headquarters at Bojangles. Um, sadly, it didn't go the way I want it to, mm-hmm. but they were highly interested. They are currently during in the middle of a transition. They were uh, bought out this year by another company, and the potential for growth is there. It's just not the right time. Yeah. And it cut me. I ain't gonna lie to you. It cut me a little deep because I, I figured they would they would jump on it because it was dude. It was a solid idea. And if anybody knows Conrad and knows his ideas. They were money makers, and this was a money maker idea. And they loved the idea. They just didn't feel like it was the right time because of this transition, and were scared everything was get lost in the shuffle. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail what that idea is because it's, it hasn't been teetotally knocked out of the park as a no yet. But it's 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 going to grow. Mm-hmm. It's going to grow. Thankfully, I'm I'm starting to get my my social media life back on track after this rough year, and it's it's growing. It's mm-hmm. growing. And we're going to continue to grow, and we're going to continue to get to where I want to be. No, exactly. And, you know, and for those listening right now, if they don't follow you, go over and follow Jay-Z at Jay-Z underscore Flair. You know, between, you know, I can legitimately say this. He's probably one of my favorite followers between him and uh, him and uh, Seymour Snap between the coffee club. Oh, yes. You know, it's... <laughs> It's chicken and coffee. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Fried chicken and Fried coffee. Fried chicken and, co- and coffee. I, miss, I, miss, miss me with that grilled shit. Miss me with that barbecued stuff. I'll settle for barbecued. I'll settle for grilled. But if I'm going to have it my way, it's going to be deep fried and bona fide, <laughs> just like the champ. But Exactly. But, you know, because I even I experiment, you know, because I even, you know, with, with with cooking chicken a lot. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I don't want to piss Jay-Z off or something. So I post a picture. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it last night. I posted, I'm like, you know, I experimented with bacon, uh, um, chicken with um, breadcrumbs and uh, Parmesan cheese. But I coated the chicken in ranch dressing. Mm. And let me, did you use turkey bacon? No. Thank God. I'm glad you're not a fucking moron because <laughs> turkey bacon is the god-awful most worst thing that anybody has ever made. My wife brought home two packs of turkey bacon, and I threw that shit in the backyard, over the fence, in the woods, in the woods, where it belongs, disintegrate into a pile of shit because it is horrible. You wouldn't even feed it to your dogs. Uh, absolutely not. I, and. We almost got a divorce over that because I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. There is no turkey on earth that can act like a pig. If I invited you to my house right now and I said, hey, guess what? We're going to have a barbecue. And you come over to the house and you think, man, I'm going to have some pork barbecue pulled with some sauce on it. And then you come over here and I'm grilling a damn turkey. Your ass is going to be pissed and you're probably going to leave because don't nobody want turkey ribs. Don't nobody want turkey sausage. Don't nobody want turkey bacon. Don't nobody want turkey shit unless they got to because their life depends on it. Let's be honest. Turkey bacon is total horse shit. Well, I don't think we can beat that. I'm just going to stop recording now and uh, we'll go from there. But <laughs> um, no, but I know I know what you mean too. And it's just like every once in a while I'll go to I'll, I'll text my wife or something. I'm like, you know, I'll forget to take something out for dinner to thaw out or said or something. I said, you know what? 
take a thing of bacon out. She'll get those big, she'll probably buy like three or four packages at a time and freeze them. And I'm like, you know, I could eat a half of it just myself. So I'm like, just take a thing out. We'll do bacon. We'll figure out what we want with it. So I think it was at one time she, she won't eat venison, but I've actually grilled, um, um, like venison backstrap and like a silver, like a round, round piece, wrap bacon around it and grilled it. Holy crap. You think it died and went to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, it's a bet is the best time you could have with your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> and, and let me let me apologize to your listeners or whatnot. My wife brought home some Bojangles when she got back from the store. So I'm I'm trying quietly to eat it because I haven't had lunch yet. And we're, it's two o'clock and almost three o'clock in the afternoon. And <laughs> I'm trying to I'm starving. I'm hungry. So I'm trying to eat it as, as, as respectfully as I can. So I apologize, RJ, and, and to your listeners. Oh, that, that, that's it. That's we'll, we'll just stop recording now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Oh no no no! No, no I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to say we got a, we we ain't even got to what we were supposed to be talking about yet, man. No no no, no that's talk. not it. And you know the main course have you you know see what I did there with the transition, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know for you know for people that don't know you personally your wrestling fandom you know you're a big fan of Sting right. Hmm. So I'm not the, I, I'm no Chris Rucker when it comes to Sting, but I am definitely a fan of a man of my favorite wrestler, Ric Flair, who put Sting on the map. I don't care what anybody says. If you can argue that and think you're right, you're a moron. Right. Well, look, no, hey, you know, and, and it's some of the best work that Sting ever did. And you, you can even argue with what Flair did, too, was with Sting and vice versa. 100%. And whether it was NWA or even the WCW earlier on there before, you know, you know, Bischoff came in and, you know, we know what happened with that. But, you know, the main crux of, you know, the discussion today, I wanted to be and I propose this to you. And I'm like, you know, it's an argument that everybody's always had for probably the last probably 10 years or even since 2001 is what if, you know, Sting, instead of, you know, taking, you know, taking that buyout that he had from WCW, you know, and, you know, kind of just laid back and kind of did his own thing for a little while. What if he went to WWE, WWF at that time in 2001 with that invasion angle? You know, I think, you know, you know, the business would definitely be obviously different than what it is today and what it was then. Just because, you know, for me anyways, when anybody says, okay, you know, when you say WCW, who do you think of? Well, my mind goes right to Ric Flair and uh, and Sting, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, well, what and, if... And let me, let me throw one more, <clears throat> one more group out there. So you're, you're 100% right. When I think of WCW, I think of Ric Flair... I think about Sting, and I think I don't think Hulk Hogan, I don't think Scott Hall, I don't think Kevin Nash, but I think of the combination of them, and I think NWO. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's you know, you think you know, can even have the argument too of you know, with me anyways, growing up in the Northeast, I was always watching WWF, and I think you know, if there wasn't a 
DX even, I don't think there would have been an NWO because they're trying to get compare and contrast at that time. You know, you had Triple H, you had Michaels, you had, you know, the rest of the guys later on. But, you know, that would have transpired to the NWO. And I think both of them made each other better or worse, whatever whatever way you want to look at it. But, yeah, you know, but Sting, you know, going in 2001, his last match there with Flair, you know, I think... You know, he was always and always has been loyal to WCW because, you know, because of that, he didn't get to WWE until 2014, even. Uh-huh. You know, that's 13 years after the fact, you know, 12 years after his contract expired with uh, AOL Time Warner. But um, everybody, okay, well, you got to pony up the money. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it's just like, okay, well, Vince is you know, too stubborn. I'm like, well, I think, you know, I think it's a better point, you know, and nothing against Sting personally, but I think it was a two-sided coin there with people being stubborn because Sting was so loyal to WCW, to the NWA, to that, you know, even, and even to the Crockett's even, um, before he even, you know, before he wanted to go over because, you know, we saw the final Nitro there in, in March of 2001. He had the match with Flair, but, you know, even before that, he was dealing with Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and using this whole injury angle um, in um, in late 2000. But I just, you know, you have guys like Sting that 15-time um, champion, WCW champion, six times international world heavyweight champion on two occasions, and the NWA heavyweight champion once. It's just, you get that type of talent, you know, in the WWE, WWF, you know, he started in 87. I was, Jesus Christ, I was three years old when he started. That goes to show you how, (laughs) it goes to show you, it's like, even 2014, he's still, he's still going in 2014. And, And Sting is one of those names that you can actually build your promotion around you can actually build a show around that people will pay money to come and see just him mm-hmm. and and that's not an insult to other wrestlers but there are very few wrestlers out there that that promotions can say hey uh i don't know what our undercard's going to be but i know our main event is going to be sting versus xyz it doesn't matter who xyz is and people are still going to pay a whole shit ton of money to come see mm-hmm and they don't care what's on the undercard. You could have two monkeys in there riding a, a damn unicorn fighting over a banana, throwing shit at each other. And they're still going to want to come see Sting. They're still going to stay for Sting. Mm-hmm. And and his loyalty shows what kind of man he is. It shows that he was somebody who was like, you know what? I know that I am just a small wheel in this machine that rolls of wrestling. But he knew what his worth was. He knew that if he would have went to WWE, people would have thought he sold out. Mm-hmm. He and RJ, let's be honest, man. And you know, I don't mind working. I kind of, I kind of think of myself as a workaholic. Um, but if somebody's going to pay you to sit at home and you're going to make the same money and you're going to get a chance to rest and spend time with your family and do the things you want to do, why go to work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, make, and, and make less money? Yeah, it, it, Be honest. You work to make money. Mm-hmm. You do this show 
because a you enjoy it and b because you want to make a little bit of money mm. why why stop that and go to work and make less money exactly you don't you don't leave home to lose your ass that's the most ignorant damn thing you can do if somebody's going to send you a check in the mail and he earned it Mm-hmm. Sting earned it. He earned that contract. There's no way anybody can argue with me with that. Sting earned that contract, and people were willing to fulfill that contract. It ain't like he was sitting at the house just getting a damn check because he's a person. No, he earned that contract by being a top name in WCW. You will not find – and, dude, I, I think WWE is better than WCW ever was, but you will never find – a better build than what Hulk Hogan and Sting had for Starcade '97. You're not going to. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, but that was that that time period there in '97. You know, was you know we saw that turning point. We saw the NWO arise. You know, and then Sting. You know, Sting was like you said that loyal guy to WCW at that time and you you're going back and forth he was a surfer sting then he was a crow sting then he went back to this he went back i'm like you know there's not too many people out there currently or even all time that can reinvent themselves so many times and still be over the only guy to i can name two right now that has done it and you know and still doing it is jericho and the undertaker you can't, mm-hmm. you know, constantly. You have to go with the flow of the business the way it is. And you know, everybody always says, "Oh, you got this whole argument." It's been the argument for time till the time you die is the Mount Rushmore wrestlers. You got to have, you have to have Sting on that because, you know, you start in '87, you go all the way to '14, and honestly, he probably could have gone another couple years if you didn't get hurt. A hundred percent. And a hundred percent. You know, he's still making appearances, and you know, between him and the great. And now, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. He's still making appearances and selling out. Yeah. Appearances. You, you, you were there. You mm-hmm. saw the line at Starcast mm-hmm. of how many people were there to see him. It was intense, and and it's one of those things of is I requested a chance to take a picture with him. For for part my part of volunteering and I couldn't even get it. Yeah. And I'm I'm this sounds really shitty to me because I'm about to brag. I'm part of the inner circle. Mm-hmm. I'm part of of what brought Starcast to fruition. And I I couldn't get a picture with him. Are you kidding me? That's how busy and important this man is. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you for the for the listeners that weren't at Starcast, there was. You know, I thought it was a great location personally because you could see everything. Most people didn't like that, but regardless, the point of the comment was he was pretty much, you walked in and he was all the way, he had his own room. You know, he was in the same room that, you know, Cody and Brandy were in, the Young Bucks were in. Um, and it was basically the length, his line to see him was the length of the building. That mm-hmm. goes to show you this so many years after the fact that he retired five years since he's retired and he's still over more than anybody currently granted i i could probably tell it hey if rick flair walked in he'd probably you know he'd probably get the same reaction a little bit but you know it goes to show you that 
he didn't need to go to WWE in 01. He sat at home for a year or two, grabbed checks, and then he started negotiating with WWE. Didn't go the well for as far as didn't go well for the, on that WWE's end. So then obviously going to you know to TNA, um, now obviously Impact Wrestling. But you know he spent more. He spent a decade at, at TNA, and that's you know like we talked we talked before we record started recording is you know would would you would you want to see him in you know in WWE in 01 because then you wouldn't have gotten to see you know the matches that he had you know with Kurt Angle with AJ Styles um there in 2007 and 2009 you know he racked up another you know five-time heavyweight champion between TNA and NWA uh there and it's just okay well you wouldn't have seen that then but you know, all right, but so pe- people always talk about that competition. It was the best thing for the WWE, yeah. and and the time Sting was in TNA <laughs> Impact, whatever you want to call it, NWA TNA, was the time that it was growing. It was the time that I felt like it was its best. It was it was it was a great deal for TNA to actually scoop Sting up, and not only that, but you you get another another shade another side of that sting character with that joker sting mm. and not only, not only that but sting adds to to his career of being another wcw and nwa world's heavyweight champion and you know a whole lot of people don't hold the nwa world's heavyweight championship in high regard and i think that's getting ready to change here soon with the mm. way the nwa is now but Imagine adding that to your to your career, to your repertoire, yeah. to to your Hall of Fame. You know, there's not many people out there who can say that they held the ten pounds of gold. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great a great career highlight. And a TNA champion at a time when TNA was on the, on the top of its game. And you know, and, and I think Impact is getting better. I hear a bunch of good things about it. But it's it's definitely going to grow, and that's going to be even better for Sting because Sting can say, "Yeah, I was a TNA Impact champion. Mm-hmm. I was an NWA champion. I'm World's Heavyweight champion." He's only going to further his legacy through other people's hard work, mm-hmm. and that's because Sting gave them a chance. I don't think TNA would be where they are today without Sting. I think they would have shut down long ago. You know, yeah, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever, but, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, we'll, we'll say he goes to W. he doesn't go to TNA in, uh, in 03. Uh, he spent, Christ, 10 years, like I said, 10 years exactly there until he showed up in WWE in 2014. But, you know, say, say he goes over, you know, you get that, you know, that year or two there between, you know, until his, his WCW contract expired in 02. You know what that you know what goes to show you that you know we saw then we saw Hogan and Nash and Hall come over as part of the NWO there in WWF in 2002 give or take and you know what why not you know make a uh, you know a new age four horsemen out of you know don't call it the NWO call you know call it the new age four horsemen you got Hogan you got Sting you got Hall and you got Nash. 
Granted, that probably wouldn't work because, you know, Hogan probably wanted his own creative control. But, you know, you know, say, say he even comes in as a singles character. You know, we would have seen, you know, we, you know, we would have seen that main event with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. We would have seen, can you imagine having, you know, years after the fact, stunning Steve Austin and Sting main eventing. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, obviously later on in his career, but still, it's like, holy crap, I would have, you know, he would have, you know, he would have been another, you know, five, if not more heavyweight champion with the WWE and, you know, put, you know, put them even more on the map, you know, it granted, I don't think me personally, I don't think he would have lasted as long. As he did in TNA for ten years, than he than he would in WWE, just because I just see somewhere along the lines Vince would basically, you know, try to puff out his chest that he's always has been and try to you know stronghold him. Mm-hmm. But, but so, but does it diminish Sting's career because he never held the WWE World's Heavyweight Championship or WWE Championship, whatever you want to call it? Does it diminish his career? I, I, me personally, I don't think it does, but, you know, I think there's going to be people out there that always argue that as, oh, he's never held a WWE title. I said, well, yeah, but, you know, nowadays, you know, because you have so many other products currently, you know, just because you don't go to the WWE doesn't mean that you're not, you know, you're over more. Look at guys that are in New Japan. Look at guys that are in AEW or any of those other or Impact or whatever. You know, just because they don't hold the WWE title doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they're not over. Look, perfect example, AJ Styles went to Japan and or, uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. He was, you know, champion upon champion over there. Comes over back over here again, you know, yeah, he was a champion. He was a heavyweight champion, U.S. champion, but... You know, he's still going to, in my eyes, he's still going to be worthy of that moniker of being phenomenal and Sting being the icon. You know, I think everybody says if you don't get a WWE heavyweight champion, you're nothing. Well, I think that's, yeah. I think that's just stupid. Uh, that's that's complete horseshit. Yeah. Complete and utter horseshit. You've got Scott Hall, was never WWE champion. Goldberg was a, what? was he a world heavyweight champion? Yeah. For WWE, yeah. never. Oh well, he he did get the Universal Title here. Yeah. Here oh, recently. later on, yeah. Yeah, but it's you've got so many people who have had great careers that were never World Heavyweight Champions in the WWE or WWF. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, uh, uh, Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. It, the it, some people need the belt, and some. Belts need the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Hey, my Bojangles Championship is, is one of those things, you know. I had a great following before. Uh, I've got an even better following now because of it. But, you know, it, some of it is because of this belt. But this belt means something because I have it. Yeah. That That's that's the deal. But Sting did not miss anything by not being the champion. As a matter of fact, he made wrestling better because he was able to bring another brand up with his namesake. Like I was saying earlier about a promotion being able to build themselves around somebody. They built the TNA built themselves around sting for a little while. And 
that shows you how much draw this man has and how amazing that he is. And he was able to turn his crow sting into the Joker sting. He's a solid draw. You're not going to have sting somewhere and not pull people in because people want to meet sting. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show you, too, you see, he goes over to WWE in 2001 or 2002, whenever he feels, you know, necessary to come over after his contract expires. You know, you build up those old rivalries that you did with him in WCW with, you know, you got Eddie Guerrero there. You got Jericho there now. You got Big Show there. You know, you bring up those old school, those past rivalries, those past wrestlers from WCW. Granted, I don't think that would have ever happened that way because Vince was always WWE. He didn't want to, if he's bringing WCW up, he was always going to, you know, not, you know, admit to it, but pretty much bury WCW talent, i.e. Booker T a little bit. But, um, you know, you bring up those characters you bring up those guys you know i think that you know wwe would have gotten him over even more if they would have you know you know gave him that creative control that they have with other people but you know i think you know he would have been you know in the short time that he would have been there we would probably be talking to him as a grand slam champion in wwe Oh yeah, without a quite without question uh, on that because uh, of because no of the stature. No doubt, no doubt at all. Um, but you know, it, we can sit here and we can discuss back and forth, and neither one of us can be right. What really matters is was Sting happy where he was at, and obviously he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's like me and you discussed before. Money should not be your end all be all on your deal, because guess what. You might have, all right, what, what's the difference in you driving a Lincoln compared to a Rolls Royce? Mm-hmm. They're both going to get you to where you want to be. They're both, you know, they're both going to be comfortable rides. It's it's all in what you're satisfied with. And maybe he was satisfied with where he's at. Maybe he's satisfied with the way his career his career went. Maybe there was people in TNA he wanted to wrestle that won't end the WWE. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for us to say without actually talking to him. Mm-hmm. But regardless, the man is a draw everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he went. The only thing that it, that I can I really hate about this is. His, I wish he wouldn't have wrestled in WWE when he did, mm-hmm. because all I can think about is 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 uh, Seth Rollins throwing him into the ropes and then him collapsing in the ring. Yeah. yeah, and it breaks my heart to see somebody who, when I was growing up, was the savior of WCW against the NWO, and to see him that way, it it, it crushed me. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, it crushed me. No, and that's you know. I'm along the same lines there too because it was I think it was probably you know for a better part of you know my college you know college career whatever you want to call it I was always sting for Halloween because I always wanted to wear the face paint um, 
And for those of you and, that have met me in person, you know why I want to wear a face paint. I was getting ready to say thank you. Thank you so much for covering that face. Sir. We, <laughs> you know, we appreciate it. Hey, you know, it's, you know, it's, you try to, you know, take the focus off the face a little bit because if you don't go to the face, you go to the lack of hair. I'm working on the stands <laughs> over here, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the testicular fortitude to, you know, to shave it as much as you do. But, you know, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe those days are going to be coming a lot quicker than I think. But, um, but you know, it's you see a lot of wrestlers today, current crop, that that go back and look at you know, the past product, you know, you, you can even, you know, guys in AEW like Cody or Kenny or Hangman or who, or the Bucks or whatever. And then, you know, even in WWE, you know, you see a lot of guys that have, oh, I grew up watching Sting or my dad had me grow up watch Sting or whatever. But, and I agree with you on that point where it's like, you only, the last time we saw him in a ring was he was out down and out and collapsed in the ring. And, you know, as much as you want to, you know, not see that you want to remember him for, you know, his speech in, in, in the hall of fame, um, when he was inducted in, uh, in 2016, but <clears throat> excuse me, you know, it always goes back to that. You always go back to the match that he had with triple H at WrestleMania, uh, in San Francisco and that which in my opinion was a damn good match i and i hate the way it the way it ended but it, it's one of those things of is if you hate that match then you can't you can't like people who, like jordan grace who call themselves performance artists and mm-hmm. joey ryan and stuff like that because that's what they did they played out the WWF, WCW, ratings war in the, in the ring. I don't know why anybody else thought it was going to end any differently than it did, but yeah. dude, that, that was great. There, there's nothing that they left out. It's yeah. just people hate on Triple H, and and I, you know I'm not the biggest Triple H fan, but the son bitch played the game. Excuse the pun. He played the game and he won. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, and that, that's what, like you said, if you didn't think that was going to be the outcome, then it's like. Well, what the hell have you been watching your whole life if you've been a wrestling fan as long as you and I have been wrestling fans? But it's just like, what do you, what do you want? You know, it's not. It's like saying, you know, you wanted, uh, you don't think Ric Flair would have beat, uh, you know, the Yeti or something. You know what I mean? It's That's like, right. what the fuck, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just. It's one of those things, like I said, it's I'm driving around or whatever. It's these things that I'm always thinking about. It's like, okay, what if Sting did this or did that? It's like, I don't think we would have, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, like you said, TNA would have been out as quick as they started because they didn't have Sting. Sting put them on the map, like you said. And, you know, the hindsight being what it is, I just would have wished we would have seen you know, that match that he had with Seth Rollins uh, for the heavyweight title there in 2014 uh, before he had, a, you know, got before he got hurt, um, that match at, or no, excuse me, in 2015, excuse me, at Night of Champions, you know, that was the first time he was ever on a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, it, was, it was outside of WrestleMania main event, but um, I just, you know wish they somebody would have you know shook vince or something and said he needs to hold the wwe title you know just once you know you don't even have to have him have a long you know a long 
run with it. Just, you know, he, I think they owed it to Sting to put the title on him. And, and, and maybe so. And maybe they, they should have because, you know, he is a hell of a wrestler. He is a great draw, but I just, I feel like he was too past his, his time. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it was it was the right time to do so. If he'd have showed up in 2006, a thousand percent. If he'd have showed up at the end of his contract, a thousand percent. Oh yeah. But do you wash down your championship to put it on him? But then again, you put it on Goldberg. You know, I, I hate fighting my own argument, but it's it's all a work we know it's a work maybe maybe they should have done hymns like they never done anybody else where they say hey uh you're winning tonight but guess what tomorrow night on raw you're gonna thank the, the fans and everybody and you're gonna retire and you're going out on top because we don't see you being a long-term champion but you deserve to say that you were the right. champion if it was for one day yeah you know it it, it <laughs> If you were going to put it on somebody like that, Sting would definitely be in my top three of people you would do that to, if not number one. Yeah. No, without oh. question. Yeah. It's just – and that's why I like doing this, this new format that we that I've been doing. It's just because, you know, the real in-depth conversations is, you know, when you think about that, you know, what if Sting did this or did that or whatever? If he didn't go to TNA, would he, would he have lasted until 2014? You know, but, you know – it goes to show you that maybe should have, maybe not should have, but it would have been better for him to go earlier in his career because, you know, obviously dealing with a lot of a lot of things that he was, but it may not diminish it like you said, but it definitely would have been better for the business. It would have been better for him to have it earlier on there, like you said, and would it be 2003 to 2005 because if the business was a little bit different than it is now. But, um, so... With that being said, you know, it's, you know, Sting has always been, you know, you try to you know, remember the best, but you always remember that negative. But, you know, the one thing that isn't negative is everybody that has, you know, contributed with their questions for the show today. You know, some of this, your first few, one of it is current for Sting, a couple of it, uh, a couple other ones involved uh, Bojangles, and <laughs> another one, um, well, probably I know the answer already because we already talked about it, but, um, you know, why not get started with this thing questions from uh, the uh, Get Chew podcast or at Get Chew podcast <laughs> on the Twitter gimmick. They asked, which one character uh, faction of Sting would you want to have dinner with? Surfer Sting or Crow Sting? Oh, it's going to be Crow Sting. Sadly, I didn't watch when Surfer Sting was was going on. Uh, my fandom started in, in 96, 97. So, you know, Crow Sting was all I ever knew. And I've gone back and I've watched some of uh, Surfer Sting or whatever you want to call him. You know, obviously he was a great wrestler. But Crow Sting is what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like collecting championship belts. People's favorite belts are the belts that they grew up on. If you want to know what era of wrestling people started watching, if they're a semi-belt mark or a major belt mark, ask them what their favorite belt is, and that will tell you 100% what their favorite area of wrestling is. Mm-hmm. And and Crow Sting was it for me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the subduedness. 
He come in the ring, he handled his shit, and he got out and didn't have to say a word. It, it, it was immaculate. It was perfect. It was the best way WCW could have handled it. And plus, I would love to see him enter with rappelling from the ceiling at like a Bojangles or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is that? Somebody, somebody, somebody's breaking in. Nope, it's just Sting. It's just Sting. He wants to. Um, <laughs> so, so big thanks for the Get the Chew podcast. Go give them a follow and subscription. Uh, next question comes from Grant Bagshaw from the MGB podcast, as well as the Good Cop, Bad Cop. Both of those shows are on the Visionaries oh, Wrestling Network. Great. Great, great podcast. Great oh, podcast. Yeah. You can follow him at MGB Graham on Twitter. His question is, with giving my boys a choice between Taco Bell and Bojangles for dinner last week on the way to a wrestling event, how do I correct the behavior of five-year-old Jackson who chose Taco Bell? Well, I tell you, like my like my father used to do to me, paddling. <laughs> you got to. You got to steer your kids into the right into the right way of life, man. They're not going to learn on their own, and, and children make mistakes. I made a bunch of them growing up, and my dad used to beat me into the right direction. And uh, you know that that's sometimes what you got to do, you know. And he, I guarantee you, the diarrhea that your poor child suffered from choosing Taco Bell was enough discipline as needed. And he'll probably never make that mistake again. Or well. Or if he does, he just wants to punish his father. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> or mother, or toiler, or brother, whatever. You know, he's punishing I mean, somebody. I mean, you you seriously have got to wonder about people's parenting skills <laughs> when they are choosing tacos over fried chicken, and and not even decent tacos. You're talking about <laughs> like D grade tacos, the most horrible tacos on earth. Or at Taco Bell, let's be honest. And it's it's seriously, Taco Bell is like the Popeyes of fried chicken. It's horrible. <laughs> it is absolute trash. Actually, you know what? Popeyes is probably just above KFC. Taco Bell and KFC being together is the best thing that ever happened because that is a toilet of a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, they used to have that up when I when I grew up in Buffalo. They used to have they had it. Uh, I don't know if they still do, but they had the combination of the restaurants. I'm like, you got chicken and tacos. Why, why would you want to do that to your fucking intestines? You know. And some of them have Pizza Huts added to them. And Pizza Hut is a trash pizza company. Yeah. Nah. It's it's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. All three of them should be pushed off the face of the fucking earth. They are shit. They're trash. They're horrible. And if you got a problem with that, don't follow me because <laughs> KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut are total shit. Well, there you have it, folks. We're definitely going to have those sponsors for Taco Bell and uh, KFC. No, you're coming. not. <laughs> and if you do, I'm never coming on your show ever again. No, I wouldn't. Hang not. it up. No, I wouldn't. Hang not. it up. They're the drizzling shits. They have them on literally. They uh, they have it up north. And it's like what the hell? I don't even. I don't. I don't even got out that much. But I'm like. You know, Taco Bell and KFC are definitely going to be the two ones that I completely go the opposite direction. Absolutely. The <laughs> happiest day of my life was the day I got married. The second happiest day of my life was when a KFC blew up a, like two or three fucking <laughs> and nobody got hurt, thankfully. That was the second happiest day of my life. So, yeah, if that wants y'all to know how I feel about things, that's how I feel about things. And the, and the third favorite day of your life is when you got cleared for not being bombed, uh, bombed for that uh, – that KFC, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, so hopefully Graham will understand the fact of you don't give kids choices. You say we're going to Bojangles and that's it. Um, so our last and final question comes from Joe Santiago. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Santiago 316. He asked out of the current products that are televised, you know, what, um, what company can bring wrestling back to where, you know, you and I grew up watching that nostalgic, that old school feel. And I, as I say that, I know the answer already, but I'm going to let you answer anyways. So oh, say, say that again, say that again. I'm sorry. So the current, current TV products. Uh, all right. What product can bring the business back to the good old days uh, that right. we grew up on. All right. So first off, the flaw in that question is TV product. Yes. Okay. And and hearing that as my answer, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this 100%. Um, and, and I'm enjoying AEW right now. I'm not going to lie. I've watched it, and, and that's because of Tony Schiavone. I'm not, you know, he's mm-hmm. a big fan of Tony. Um, I wasn't really digging AWA, a, bleh, excuse me, AEW. I got a little dyslexic there for a minute. Um, but I, I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying their product, dude. They've got a big time feel with their product, and I know it's only going to grow once it really starts catching on. But uh, TV is not the future for wrestling right now. If I want to watch AEW, I have to be in my home. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to be somewhere with TNT. I honestly feel like NWA is where it's at. You know, they're very smart with the fact that they're using Facebook, which is the the biggest social. I'm gonna say greatest because it's Facebook is the devil's playground and it's total shit. <laughs> but it's it's the biggest it's the biggest social media thing out there, yeah. and they're using that in YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can watch the NWA without a struggle, without even trying, mm-hmm. on YouTube. Anywhere I have Wi-Fi or service, anywhere mm-hmm. going down the, you know, this sounds bad. Going down the road, I can watch it. I can watch it at work, <laughs> which now is even worse. <laughs> you know, sometimes I watch it if it if I'm working, and you know, I, I get off late. I can catch up with the NWA Power while I'm doing my cardio. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect, and they're only going to get better. You know, they're not the biggest product, but in my opinion, they're the best. And they're only going to get grow. They're only going to get better. So people need to jump on that bandwagon and ride it out. With with people like Lagana and Camille and God forbid, and, and people are – I get uh, – every time I say it, people jump on my shit. But Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis right now is the best world's – heavyweight champion in wrestling mm-hmm. bar none bar none if you got a problem with it shut the fuck up <laughs> eat my ass nick aldis is it and, and not only that but guess what guess what when wrestle k comes around i'm actually going to do a meet and greet with nick aldis and I, I might not get a picture I'm just going to pay my money to apologize to the man for talking so much shit about him. Because you know what? The worst part of being a grown man is admitting when you're wrong. And man, I was wrong. And not even mildly wrong. I was way wrong. 
I'm, I'm going to cut that up now and just play it over and over on mute now. <laughs> just, and I'm, I'm going to make sure Chelsea has that too, because then you, it'll become like a ringtone or something for you. And then, you know, there you go. You know, that's going to get over even more. It's like, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. <laughs> but yeah, it's that NWA product. That's there's two products that I don't, don't miss whatsoever. It's NWA at 605 here on the East coast. And then you got, you know, that AEW on uh, on Wednesday Wednesday night, just because, like you said, for that Tony Schiavone aspect of it. NXT is good. It really is. And and in my opinion, NXT's wrestling product is better than AEW's. They are a better wrestling, as far as your... Not, I don't want to say technical wrestling, but your in-ring stuff is way better than what AEW offers. But AEW versus NXT has really surprised me that AEW is actually a better overall product because of the way that their production values is, because of where they do their shows. It actually has a bigger feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I don't know, and, and this is a bad a bad way to look at it, but it's kind of like, do you want to watch wrestling out of the Golden Corral parking lot with Alabama doing? <laughs> or, or do you want to watch it coming out of like, you know, a, the local RBC center here? Of course, you're going to want to see it at the RBC center where it's good lighting. There's, there's pyro wrestling is more than in ring stuff. And even when Ric Flair was around in the eighties and he was on top of his game, yeah, his in-ring stuff was was some of the best, if not the best. But that's because he was able to talk you into the building. That was because you actually felt like that he had issues with people that was in the ring. It's more to it than just what you do in the ring. There's got to be feeling behind it. There's got to be drama behind it. There's got to be something that you want to see besides the actual match. Because very, 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 very few matches are going to be able to hold your attention without you knowing what's going on behind the scenes, what they're fighting for. You, you, you need that good versus bad. You, you need to know what's at stake. You need to know why. Yeah. Otherwise, you just got two people punching themselves in the face, and you're just like, oh, I don't give a shit. That's not going to hold your attention long. Yeah. If you, RJ, if you were to leave your house right now, go to your, I don't know, y'all got Walmarts up there, I'm sure you do, but yeah, if yeah. you were to go to your local Walmart, and you were to pull up, and you were to see two guys fist fighting out in the parking lot, at first you'd be like, oh shit, and you're going to watch for 30, 45 seconds, but you're going to be like, okay, well, i got to go to Walmart and get my milk, player. <laughs> but if you know if you know they're out there fist fighting because guy A has been fucking B, uh, guy B's wife, you know, in the Walmart parking lot, you're going to be like, oh, Oh, they finally got caught. Oh, he's finally getting his call. You know, you're going to have something to build on. And, and, and you definitely have to give him props because definitely it, it's 30 degrees up here right now. So if you guys can actually get it up with that with on your own without Bluetooth or, or AIDS or whatever, then, you know, I, shit, more power to you, I guess. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's, you know, that that's a very, very, very broad statement to make about it. But my opinion that's that's part of why nwa is going to succeed is because they are really sticking with their stories Mm -hmm. they are really their matches 
the the first couple of matches they had they had no story because they were just starting but they are really sticking with their stories and growing from there mm-hmm. and you know and one thing that will grow that i do not doubt is this show because having you on here so i have to thank you first and foremost for coming on oh again. absolutely and uh you know lastly you know just plug it i know you got your shirt your uh, shirt store there you got a lot of stuff going on for you so just plug uh plug what you got going on well you know what we're not gonna plug the store but so much but i you know if you enjoy what i've talked about if you want to hear more if you are down in the dumps and you need somebody to talk to you can find me easily over at on twitter at jay-z underscore flair if you like what i post hey follow me interact with me people ask me all the time to follow them i don't follow people back just because you follow me i follow people who interact with me positively mm-hmm. people who make me laugh that's how you get a follow back from me and it's not a it's not it's not a dig of people who follow me and i don't follow them back it's because i you know i I want to interact with people. That's why I'm on Twitter. I'm not on there just to post what I want to do. I, I post or I interact. I want to follow people I want to interact with. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the deal with that. And if you like what I do, if you like what I post, if you enjoy this show, you know, absolutely. Go buy a shirt over at jayzflair.com slash store. You see, if you see something you like, buy something. I appreciate it. I always do. And if you have bought a shirt and I don't follow you, let me know so I can follow you. Absolutely, and and enjoy me and my wife's lives. Join us for those. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything I do, if you want to be a part of it, just let me know. I, I'm all for interaction. I'm all for fun. Mm-hmm. That's what social media should be about. It's fun and building each other up. And if you want to come on my page and talk shit, I'm just going to block you. Let's be honest. If you want to throw shit in my window, I'm closing the window. There you go. <laughs> and, 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 and for those of you that are, have or do follow Jay-Z, uh, Chelsea does not come with the shirt that you buy. So just so you know ahead of time. And and if you want to ask about that, I would strongly advise you not to because, you know, just take it from me. I'm pretty sure that uh, you probably won't be heard from again just in case. And... Um, <laughs> I just hope you know how to swim. So on that note, <laughs> uh, Jay-Z, man, I appreciate you so much for coming on and uh, hopefully we can oh, do this again. Absolutely. And, and as always, RJ, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me on and thank you for actually wanting me on. I have a great deal for you with our friends over at Power Slam TV. If you head over there, and give the promo code Ringside Rants. You get your first 30 days free. Yes, I said free. So if you head over to Power Slam TV and use the promo code Ringside Rants, right there where you put that promo code, you get 30 days free. So a big thanks to our great sponsors over at Power Slam TV. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. A big thank you goes out to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. J.Z. Flair. If you're not following him on Twitter, go give him a follow at underscore, excuse me, at Jay-Z underscore Flair. Um, if you just want to chat with him, he's a great guy to chat with. One of the generally nice guys out there in the uh, in the world today. Um, go give him a follow. Go visit him at, and buy a shirt as well. Um, go give us a follow right here at the Ringside Rant on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Ringside Rant on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ringside Rant. Uh, you can follow my personal page at underscore Raymond underscore James. Um, go and follow us wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review, just like my man Graham did. Um, and I'll give you a shout-out. We're across iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as Anchor. So give us a follow all over the place there. Uh, go give us a follow and go give us a, 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 a visit at our what for apparel store at whatforapparel.com slash ringside and get a uh, get a great shirt that we have out there a bald is beautiful shirt or i don't need a belt to be over uh give us a shout out there send us a picture i'll give you a shout out on twitter as well as on the show so with that being said, I appreciate everybody that has uh, subscribed to the show, listens every week. Only good things are to come. Give us our feedback, good, bad, and different. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your aunt, tell your uncle, tell your coworkers to join Ranters Nation. <laughs>